This is the Main Attraction Podcast. Now, here are your hosts, Justin Strawn and Ryan Nelson. Welcome to the Main Attraction Podcast, where we discuss the biggest television shows and movies in the entertainment industry. I am your host, Justin Strawn. Joining me each week is the other host of the show, who knows how important it is to watch your step when getting off a boat, Ryan Nelson. Justin, I want to give a quick shout out to Bert Degrassi. Every time someone uses the phrase Achilles heel, <laughs> I will same. laugh. Yes, it will never be the same. It will never be the same. Oh, my goodness. I love F. Murray Abraham. I love him to death. Uh, if you've been listening to podcasts since we started back in January, thank you for continuing to listen and making us a part of your day. If you're new to the show, we hope you enjoy it as we talk about the season finale of the second season of The White Lotus titled Arrivederci on HBO and HBO Max. If you are new or a regular and like more access to the show, visit our Patreon page and become a patron of the Main Attraction Podcast. Go to patreon.com slash the Main Attraction Podcast and you can get Patreon-only content. You can support us at a $3, $5, 10 or $20 level. When you join up, we'll shout you out here on the show. If you can't be a patron, you can help the show out, though, by running us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Leave us a five-star rating on both of them, and if you have time, write us a review on Apple Podcast. If you'd like to interact with our show, send us an email to mainattractionpod at gmail.com. Any questions, any comments you might have about the things that we're covering, we would love to have those at our email address. And also, you could help us out by listening to our podcast on Spotify. Our podcast is our podcast is hosted by Anchor, and they are owned by Spotify, so it would help us out a lot if you actually listen to us there. And like you said, if you don't have a subscription, it's okay. You can still listen to podcasts on on Spotify. I really like their podcast player a lot more anyway, so uh, that would really help us out a lot. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Welcome to the Snapple Market Auditory Experience. Close your eyes. Imagine you're walking into your neighborhood store. You make your way to the back and reach for your favorite Snapple flavor. You can't wait. You take a sip. Whoa, that's a lot of flavor. Mmm. What flavor are you holding? Now open your eyes and check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavorful Snapple near you. And one real quick thing before we go. Uh... You guys know that Ryan and I are both um, big Mississippi State fans. If you've been listening to a while, real quick, we have been dealing. We've been recording all night long. We've we've actually done quite a few episodes already. Uh, we got some that we're going to be releasing later on. But uh, real quick, we just want to you know send a word out to uh, the coach of Mississippi State, uh, Mike Leach. He is battling some serious serious health uh, issues. Uh, really critical. It's like life or death situation. So we want to just you know let people know that we're thinking about him um, and hope that things go well. I think you would echo those same sentiments, Ryan. Absolutely. So, all right, we are at the season finale. What a season it was of the white Lotus. Uh, Mike white, you sly, you sly, sly devil. Yeah. You got us. He, he did. I mean, I'll, I'll be real honest with you. It's, I, well, I did not see everything coming out the way they did. I, I mean, I this is not a murder mystery show. And he has been very adamant that it's not a murder mystery show. And the, the per people who get murdered, you don't even think I, I the, I the, the gay guys on, on the boat never uh, occurred to me. Although I did say last week, wouldn't it be hilarious if she got a gun and killed the ball? True. I did, yeah, say you did. That. You did say that. You did say that. That and is correct. I almost said this a couple of episodes ago, and I didn't. I'm mad I didn't because I almost said, "Watch Alvy and Portia get together at, at the end yeah. in the airport 
but I was but I was gonna say, nah, that's that's too rom commy. But that's what happened. That's what happened. And I, and I loved it. Yeah, I did too. I, I absolutely loved it because when those two got together, things like, oh, they did this. I thought they were done when they when they left each other, like episode three or four or whatever episode it was. I thought I thought that was I thought that was over. I thought that was. And gonna- what about? You and uh, did you ever did you listen to Mike White's Fresh Air interview? I never got a chance to. No. Okay, he said something, and we should have seen this coming. He said Laverne and Shirley was was one of his favorite shows growing up. Oh, was it? And he saw Lucia and Mia as Laverne and Shirley. And what was the last scene? Them singing, dancing, and uh, and skipping off together, just like in Laverne but and Shirley. Did you also notice one other thing? What's the, that? The person that the person that has been like the the menacing person who was like after Lucia, they uh, like high five him. That's the person. Yes, that, yes, yes. that's the person they high five. He's like a hotel worker or something somewhere right, else. Right, right, yeah, yeah. So yeah. I mean, it's just like I love that too. Yeah, because mm-hmm. you know the the season one, the poor workers got abused. Yes, and this and, one and the, and, the, and the common people. This one, they came out on top. Even Valentina. Yeah, even Valentina you know, came. With, uh, uh, me, it's like, hey, we'll hook up for a little while. <laughs> That's right. I'm gonna take you to a. We're gonna find you a proper lesbian. lesbian. <laughs> but, but they're hot too. And like she has a smile on her face. I love it. And then she gets rid of. She never really liked that singer. No, Get she didn't. Rid of him. Get, yeah. Gets rid of him. Yeah, it's just wonderful. And look, and look. Here's the thing: we asked ourselves this at the very beginning of this. What is the purpose of these statues? What is the purpose of these heads? And we were trying to figure that out. And what I think it has come down to in this in this season of a television show, what I think it comes down to is this is a re- it was a representation of what one of the things I think that Mike Mike White was trying to say throughout the course of this season is there's all different forms of power in this world and in this season of television men have power with their money because you have you have ethan you have cam who had their money and cam who probably doesn't have as much money as he wants people to believe that he has but you have cam you have ethan you've got uh the grazzo boys uh, all the men from or or i guess i'm pronouncing their names correctly uh they all have money uh but and you have tanya who has money but there is also sex can be power and you can use it to achieve power and and he talks a lot about sex in in the in the uh, fresh air interview, he said his plan was to have this whole thing about power. Mm-hmm. But he said that when he got to Sicily, he was like, "This is this this place is sexual. This is right. love." Right. He's like, "This needs to be a big aspect," which is what happened mm-hmm. in this season. Yeah, because you got you've got well, you got, you got Aubrey Plaza's character Harper. Uh, she is trying to use sex. And like the threat of sex with Cam to finally get Ethan to yes. feel attracted to him. Megan Faye, he's Daphne, which she is to me. She is the biggest winner in this show. She is because she is unbelievable fantastic. performance. Uh, Man, that can we mention her just one second? Yeah, go ahead. Mm-hmm. That her reaction when he mentioned when Will mentions that they prob Cam and Harper probably hooked up. She just looks in the air for a second, and then she comes together, mm-hmm. and then she's she has a plan yeah. for whatever happened right. there. We don't know if they hooked up. We don't know if she gave Will her whole aspects of life, right, which is yeah. philosophy. But it changed him too. Baby. It changed him too. It, it was un, it was like 
five seconds of her just looking and then processing it and then moving on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it, was, it was fantastic. It was absolutely fantastic. So you've got her and she's, you know, she uses sex to make to make herself feel better about whatever it is that mm-hmm. that cam does because he's absolutely awful uh and what's also interesting about this so you have tanya and the way that because she is the other female in this but because the fact that she is in a group of men that are all gay she can't use sex as power because they have no interest and no desire yeah sexually towards her so there's nothing that she can do the only thing she has is money that's which is the one thing that they are constantly going after right and like i said it's just a brilliant brilliant yeah. season from from mike white absolutely it fantastic. Re- it really it really is man uh it just kept you guessing and it was it was so tension filled but there was no need for it yeah exactly because it wasn't a murder mystery no it wasn't and like that's what's what's so great because we the first season never felt like a murder mystery you knew there was a dead body but you never really thought about that much and mike white is trying in this one it felt like he was trying to push you towards that feeling yeah and when it came time, I was like, no, that's not really what it is. Yeah, the people are going to get murdered, but it's, yeah. it's going to be in the most Tanya way possible right. that somebody is going to get murdered. And like I said, it's just yeah. an absolutely marvelous season finale, a marvelous season of television. And I can't wait to see what he does in season three. And if you watch the thing at the end on HBO Max, uh, he talked about you know Eastern religion and stuff like that. Yeah. So uh, maybe and he left it open ended. We may f- see Portia and Greg again. Yeah, we might. That's that's a possibility. I, I don't think he's he's going to bring them I back don't though. Think so. I, I don't think so either. I think but, he'll bring one care. I think he'll either bring one or two characters back uh, every yeah, season from the previous. I think so. Yeah, and I don't yeah, know who I that think, could be. I think but. You're right. Yeah. So where yeah where where would you? So he said like Eastern religion. So where where do you? <sighs> Yeah, just take a quick guess before I mean, we move on. I don't think it's going to be like someplace like Tokyo. Um, yeah, I was trying to think. What are like some Eastern, well, like Tha- Thailand. Thailand? Someplace in Thailand is what I was kind of thinking. Because they also have like, isn't that where they have weird drug laws and stuff? Yeah, and, or is that Singapore that has those? Yeah, I think it's Singapore I that has those. But I can see Thailand. I can see someplace in maybe in Hong Kong. Uh, yeah. Yeah, uh, and I guess I'm, I'm wondering if he's going to keep it beach themed. Uh, is yeah, he, is he going to go like more mountain? And so I'll, I'll be interested to see yeah. what he does with it. But uh, but let's get into some specifics yeah. on this. So uh, where do we want to start? What storyline do we want to do? Do we want to do the couples? Do we want to do the men? Do we want to do Tanya and and Portia? Where do we okay, want to go let's, first? Let's do. Let's save Tanya for the end. Yeah, I think that's probably a good let's, one. Let's do the couples, Degrasso. And then uh, Tanya and Portia. All right. So we start off with these couples, at least for their storyline. We start off with these couples. Obviously, Ethan and Harper are still having issues. And Ethan has lost it at this point. Lost it. I mean, he has confronted Harper. He refuses to believe anything she says. And she throws it back on him because he says, you know, because he's sitting there. He is violently accusing her of yes. cheating on him and saying, you know, you did this, admit it, just admit it, just tell me. And she says, it's not like I found, uh, it's not like you found a condom wrapper on the couch. And he says, well, I didn't do that. And she's like, I don't know. And he doesn't seem to understand that she should believe him just as much as he believes her. I mean, right, right. He does not get that at all. He doesn't, he doesn't get it in the least. And he is not wrapping his head around the fact that he is being a complete and total hypocrite in this instance. 
And she eventually says, you know what? Yeah, we kissed. We kissed for about two seconds. And I I don't know if they did more. I mean, that's kind of one of the things that Mike White talked about there at the end. He's like, you know, it's possible that they could have done more. And that's one of the things I like the way that Mike White does this. Yes, he puts things out there, but he's not, he's not putting it... He wants people to kind of use their own imaginations to come yeah. to their own conclusions about this. And I tend to believe Harper in this instance that probably too. they did kiss and that maybe she was thinking possibly for a moment to possibly do something to get back at Ethan. But either she didn't even have enough time or she got over it at, after they started kissing for a little bit. Yeah, I think her whole thing was to make him jealous. I really think it all goes back to making Will jealous. Yeah, I think that's the case, too. So. Like I said, it's... Or Ethan. Ethan. Yeah, Ethan. Yeah, Will Sharp, who plays Ethan. Yeah, you're right. Uh, Yeah, it's... Like I said, I don't think that... I think she's telling the truth, but he comes to the point where he says, I don't know what happened, but he says, I know Cam tried to sleep with my wife, and that is true. He wanted to sleep with his wife. that is true. And so they have this incredible confrontation on the beach where they are actively trying to kill each other. Yes. At least at multiple chokeouts underwater for seconds. (laughs) Yeah. Then I'm like, I'm sitting there thinking like, okay, y'all are doing this with people watching you on the beach. And finally some people from the beach do come up and like, all right, it's time for you to separate. And Ethan gets one last sucker punch. He got one last sucker punch. And and Cam looks at him like, good for you, dude. Okay. That's fine. I know Cam laughs yeah he does mm-hmm. yeah okay oh, i want to mention something else about cam before we move that so the very first scene he's in where uh daphne is talking to the kids mm-hmm. and she keeps calling for cam and he's he's worried about his teeth he's right. he's in a different place and did you know something he did i know he looks, a couple things. he noticed so angry and then he puts on a smile right she was acting the whole time yeah mm-hmm. and in, you know their final scene together he's acting yeah he is. they mm-hmm. just had a brawl right <laughs> like nothing happened yeah you're right you're, you're correct he about is, that he is never we never the, the only time we probably saw the real cameron was when he was flossing his teeth and he was angry his kids wanted him yeah you're, you're he was right acting that. the rest of the time mm-hmm. yeah and it makes me wonder if that that scowl that he has while he's trying to take care of his teeth, is it because he's just annoyed by his kids? Or is it because he's annoyed by his kids because he probably understands that those aren't actually his kids? I think he's annoyed at his kids. You think I so? don't think he has any. I think he's clueless. I'm with Harper. He's just dumb. Well, yeah, I think you're probably right about that. That's a good point. Or he, stupid. He's she an idiot. Stupid. She said idiot. You're yeah. an idiot. Oh, idiot. Yeah, yeah you're, you're an idiot. idiot. Yeah. I think you're probably right about that. So I can see that too. Um, so, like I said, they have this huge fight on the beach. Like I said, looks like they're trying to kill each other. Ethan ends up going on for a little stroll on the beach. He he comes across Daphne. He's played by Megan Fahey. And it's like you said a second ago. They basically, you know, Daphne's talking to him. She's like, you don't, you haven't been yourself the last couple of days. What's going on? And he tells her that he thinks that something happened between Cam and and Harper. And it's like you said, she has a second. She takes this moment where she kind of like collects her thoughts and like, okay, this is what I need to do. To, I, yeah. This is what I do. I have to do what I have to do to be okay with this. She says, she basically tells him, you know what? Who knows? Who knows if anything happened? Yeah. Who, you know, we can never know. We'll never know. And then she says, you know, I really want to go to the, I can't remember the name of that house or the, yeah, uh, the house yeah. on the island, but she has him follow him. Do you think, what do you think happened between the two of them? On that island. 
I don't know, man. I don't either. I'm, I I don't know, and I, I'm interested. I'm interested to know, but I kind of I kind of like the open endedness yeah. of it because I just love how powerful that. Uh, 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 I mean, uh, Megan. I mean, uh, Daphne is. Mm-hmm. Like she's such a powerful character. She, she has it together. She has it together more than anyone. She does. Mm-hmm. She hundred percent. Whatever does. she did, she mentored this young fawn that needed mm-hmm. needed helping and and got him to where to the next spot. But uh, she did something. Right. Whether it was sexual or mental, she she awoken him. Yeah, she did. <laughs> And it's what he needed because it's what he needed. Whatever it was, and there was a visible change. I mean, even when that later that night when they go to dinner, you can just see a difference in Ethan as he's sitting there, right, to, with Aubrey, uh, mm-hmm. with Aubrey Plaza's character Harper. She's like tearing, and he he actually looks at peace for once. Yeah, he does. I mean, this, like I said, they haven't really said anything, but you can see a, a clear difference in them. Yeah, but it's a great scene there at the end because you've now had we know that. Cam at least was trying to sleep with with Harper. We know that there was this massive fight between uh, Will and with I'm sorry with Ethan and Cam. Something happened between yeah. Daphne and 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 Ethan, and they're all sitting at the table like nothing happened. I know, and it's they're just going about their business, and it's just yeah. a, a crazy, crazy, crazy scene. And it ends with the two of with with uh, Harper and uh, Ethan going back to their room. They finally have sex. He has finally become attracted to her again. Like so, whatever it was that Daphne did, whether it was sexual, whatever it was, he is finally where he needs to be. And yeah, and Mike White made a good point in the all Harper and Will needed was a dose of whatever makes Cam. And yeah. Daphne work. Yeah, it, it really is. Mm-hmm. Which makes me think that maybe something sexually did happen between them because you know if you're yeah. going to feel these feelings of jealousy right, right, and that's right. how that's how they process it, then maybe this is how these two need to yeah. process it as well. So, uh, like I said, and you know, it's just it's so weird because like I said, there's nothing about the relationship that Daphne and Cam have that is considered healthy at all, but they, 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 for whatever reason, make it work. You feel like it's going to eventually come crashing down at some point, but in the, at this point they are in, in their relationship now at this point, they make it work. And like I said, I I don't get it. I don't understand it, but it it, it works for them. Cam feels like the kind of guy who's going to end up dead at some point. He got lucky this time. Yeah. You, you, it does kind of feel that way. Yeah. Yeah. It does feel that way. So, all right. So let's want to talk about the DeGrasso's now. Yes, the Achilles heel. <laughs> the Degr- yes, the Achilles heel. So the Degrassos. One of the I love this. I love the beginning with these with these three because we have this. They're at breakfast. You've got Michael Imperioli who's playing Dominic. You've got um, Adam DeMarco who's playing Albie. They're talking to begin, and Albie comes to his father. And he says, "I need fifty thousand euros," and they have this conversation about how this could be a karmic payment for Dominic for yeah. all the crap that he's done throughout the course of these years. And Dominic's not wanting to do it. He thinks this is stupid. He thinks he, he's like this girl is playing you. We need to talk about the the our two sex workers too yeah, before yeah. we get on to uh, them to uh, our final couple. But uh, he's not wanting to do it, and then. Albie says, I'll put in a good word for you with mom. And that just lights up Dominic. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. 
well, this might could work. So he's basically bartering a relationship with his wife for for this 50,000 euros. And you saw uh, Albie and shout out Adam Adam DeMarco. Very good job. He looked like a wheeler and a dealer. He looked like, Mm -hmm. like the way he was making... You know, making deals, and then like even later when he said, "Oh, I've already called mom." Just the look at his face, I'm like, "Look at him, man! Yeah. This is a Wall Street guy tycoon waiting to happen." Well, what I like about that is, I mean, this is one of the things that Mike White does is, you know, the, the, he doesn't defy he doesn't defy what would normal behavior in people. It's a very normal yeah. thing for a son. If he if he if he sees a route that he could help his parents stay together, that parents that he loves, and you know it's very clear for for once finally in this in this season, we really do get a sense that Albie loves both his father and his grandfather because he's been yeah. so judgmental towards them. But in this right. one, he he's kind of dropping that a little bit. But it's I a, agree. It's a very normal thing for a son to want to do if he can do something to help his parents who are who are at each other's throats. If he, if he can do something to keep them together, he's going to do it. So yeah, yeah, he tries to get the money, but he was always going to do something to help his his dad out regardless. And and shout out Michael Imperioli, man, really acting his tail off this episode Mm -hmm. and really this whole season. I really think he, he was going to change. I really do. Yeah, it's going to be a struggle for him. We'll talk about that in a yeah. second. Oh, yeah, yeah. But uh, but at the end of this conversation between the two of them, F. Murray Abraham as Burke walks up to the table and, and he says, you know, I had a dream last night that we went and met my relatives and they turned out to be banshees and they ran us out of the country. So you have all this tension. And then F. Murray Abraham walks into it and just completely breaks all of it. It's like, Which it's, made me think. Did is that bump on his head worse than we're thinking? It may is he be. losing his, he's lost his memory, or maybe he's got dementia or something. Well, I think he's just that was it, hilarious. I think he's just yeah. making a joke more than anything oh, else. Okay. But uh, I think he's just making because he kind of laughed after he said it. So I yeah, think he's just yeah. making a joke. But like I said, just love F. Murray Abraham. Yeah. Just the way that so he, good, man. The way that he comes comes into every line that he says is just fantastic. Yeah. Uh, but they don't actually do a whole lot with the DeGrasso guys at this point because yeah. most of their stuff was really towards the beginning of this well but we're getting to uh, yeah they get the money yeah uh so dominic eventually tells albie i gave you the money i wired it it's all been taken care of it's all good uh makes albie obviously extremely happy he he skirts lunch with he skirts dinner with his dad and his grandfather to go let lucia know uh lucia is obviously over the moon and then he wakes up the next morning. Lucia sneaks out, and the moment he hears the door it wait, uh, clicks, he wakes he up. He knows the moment he sees that she's he gone. Knows. I yeah. got played hard. Yeah, you know it's got to be a crummy feeling. But he seems, it's like you know what? Okay, yeah, I guess it's not his money. So he's like, okay, well, whatever. Yeah, I mean, God obviously is a multi multi millionaire. Right, exactly. That he can get fifty grand that quick. that quickly together. Yeah. It's like I said. It's, it seems to be pretty obvious that there's yeah. that this was an issue. But for these three gentlemen, they do say. I think you're right. I think Dominic is going to do his best to change. I think he wants to be a better husband. It's, but it, they make it clear that all three of these are going to have issues at the end when they are at the airport. the The pretty young lady walks past them, and they all turn and kind of leer yeah. at her a little bit. So it, it makes it pretty clear that it's going to be a difficult issue. But I do want yeah. one thing. Other I want to mention. 
when Mia is at the bar and like she's talked to Bert one time. Yeah. <laughs> and she goes, he said she had a beautiful voice. Yeah. So she walks up to him and hugs him and said, I got the job. I got the job. I'm the singer. And he gives her a hug back and he goes back to have dinner. And he's like, you know, I know she's like young enough to be my granddaughter, but I got aroused. And this is where yeah. we get the erecta, the uh, the Achilles heel is the Achilles cock. I was like, oh, oh that's God. fantastic. Wow. <laughs> That was funny. Oh, F. Murray, it's F. Murray Abraham's delivery, his voice. Oh, yeah, it man. is. It's it's the way he yeah, delivers it. He's so good. He is. He's just absolutely fantastic. I was laughing so loud when that was going on. Yeah. I hope I did wake up my children. So, uh, all right. Yeah, because you can't explain that one. No, I can't explain <laughs> that one at all. I cannot explain that one at all. So, uh, all right, let's talk about the two sex workers. So we, they, they don't spend a lot of time with them. Well, we also need to talk about Valentina, too. So Yeah. Uh, the two sex workers, their stories are kind of wrapped up with this. Mia, kudos to her. She, and this is another one that, who uses sex to get what she wants because she used sex to get the job at the as the piano yeah. player, as a singer. Uh, she works Valentina. Valentina is just absolutely smitten with her. She's willing to just completely let Isabella go. Uh, because she gets Salvatore back off the front and brings Rocco back up. She has no problem with it. She, she goes to work the next day with her hair, a complete mess (laughs) after her her night with Mia. Uh, she got caught. Yes, she did because the maid walks in and while she's, while she's still in bed with her, uh, look great for Valentina. This was a much better conclusion for for me than the first season with, with, uh, Murray Bartlett's character, Armand, because Armand, she looked looked like she had changed. Yeah. She looked like she had changed. It felt like she had changed. I mean, and and she was happier. Yeah, she was. I mean, because she Rocco is at the end there. Rocco is talking to Isabella and she like says Rocco and she snaps it, snaps that name. She says, welcome back. And yeah, so it's just nice to see that she seems to have. And Giuseppe sucked, man. Yeah, he did. He was, he was awful. So I'm glad for that. But, uh, but you know, Mia, she, like I said, she used sex to get what she wanted. You got Lucia who is just over the moon because she got her 50,000 euros. And like we mentioned a second ago. And she got her money from Cameron. Yeah, she got her money from Cameron. That was another thing. She got her money from Cameron. Cameron, kudos to him being real slick about that because that was. Yeah, he was. uh, He was real slick. But. You know, she go. They go give the high five to the guy who's supposed to be like stalking her, and yeah. it's like I said, just great for them because the, it's like you said earlier. The the poor people, the are not necessarily the poor, but the people who aren't just rolling in money. The locals, yeah, they get they kind of get screwed over in the first yeah. season. This one, they, it's the They're opposite kind of yeah. yeah, so good for them. Uh, all right, so that takes us to Tanya and to Portia. So. What a wild one! Then. Yeah, this was this was kind of the focus of of the episode. I mean, there was this felt like uh, Fatal Attraction or something. Yeah, or so, like some murder mystery and or yet, psychological thriller. As yeah, well. psychological thriller. And you know, I wasn't really sure what to think about this because it was it was clear that Tanya uh, played wonderfully by Jennifer Coolidge again, and Haley Lee Richardson played uh, playing Portia are very onto the fact that something is afoot throughout the yeah. course of this episode. It is very clear to both of them. And I wasn't sure if they were trying to throw us for a loop on this because it is clear that they are trying to kill her. This is the yes, this yes. is the plan. They are going to try to kill her. Yes. And they want her to die because Greg will inherit the money. I'm sure that these gay gentlemen in Sicily yeah. will end up getting all the money. Uh, or and because all. also Mateo was very upset. Yes. He wanted no part of this. No, he wanted no part of it. So, like I said... 
I wasn't really sure if they were trying to lead us astray on it. And they kind of were. <laughs> they kind of were, but they were they were setting it up and they wanted us to think that was going to, the way things were going to go down. And Tanya does end up dying, but it's just the way she goes out, and this is what Mike White says at the end, for her to have just gotten like killed by Niccolo on this little dinghy yeah. on the way back, that just would not have felt right. The way that Tanya dies, slipping as she is getting off of the boat, trying Guns to get blazing. <laughs> no guns blazing first. And then trying to get onto the dinghy and she doesn't know how to get off and she falls, yeah. hits her heads and drowns to death. Yeah. That is a very Tanya way to go. Based it's, off what we've seen. Very, like you said, very Tanya, very poetic. Mm hmm. And give a lot of credit to Jennifer Coolidge. This was she her best was episode. So, good yes she was one thing i love how we've talked about this before we talked about when we talked about the first season this one she has no vanity she right she knows she looks ridiculous when she runs right she, she knows does. she does, she does. Mm-hmm. and she looks so funny and she yet did it like five times mm-hmm. and i laughed every time right and she was so good if she won the emmy for last season they ain't got nothing on this season <laughs> the way she her acting was tremendous yeah it was great like we talked about she was so subtle and like reserved the last couple episodes and mm-hmm. this one she's in pure fear right and then like you said just goes out the most tanya way ever yeah she does and like i said it's just really great to watch her just completely lose it as this episode gets further and further and it gets closer to yeah. her having to leave she's just she is just completely... And look, I, I probably would have been in the same boat if I knew somebody was about to try to kill me. I probably would have been very much like her. I'm yeah, not going to lie. I know. Uh, but Haley Richardson has probably the most underrated performance in this because she yeah. is aware of all this. Jack... Uh, who, who plays Jack? I can't remember the guy's Leo name. Leo Woodall. Give him a lot of credit, too, because... He is good. And I hate him. Yeah, I know. But he's good. <laughs> but he's doing just a really good job of portraying that He's been roped into this somehow by Quentin. We don't know exactly what it was that roped him into this. It's if he's just a hired gun or if he's a hired sex worker himself. Uh, I, I, we don't know. We we know he's that he said in the previous episode that Quentin pulled him out of a gutter. Uh, so things were pretty rough on him. But this is obviously his ticket to getting out of that. Yeah. And he's obviously supposed to be doing something that he doesn't want to do. But he's but once Portia reveals to him that. You know, I know what's going on. I know that you're not his, that's not your uncle. I know that something's going on here. I know you stole my phone. He gets all of a sudden the fun, happy guy is no more. He is pissed off. Uh, right. And you really feel for, you really are in fear for, for Portia at this point because we don't know what's going to happen to her. Thankfully, he at least comes to his senses, drops her off at the airport and says, look, just leave town. These guys are powerful. You don't want to mess with them. Just get out of town. Yeah. And she does. Yeah, she does. I mean, she doesn't know what happens to her boss until, I mean, she pretty much knows once Albie tells tells yeah. her that somebody drowned, there was a bunch of and dead the, people and on the yacht. yacht yeah. yeah. And so she's like, okay, I guess that was probably, I'm sure she's thinking, I guess that was time. Yeah. I guess something did happen. Uh, but, but she got them digits. She did. She got those digits. I mean, it, it just kind of shows, it also kind of comes to show just how bad of a boss that Tanya is because, oh, yeah. you know, at this point, she realizes that her boss is dead. She doesn't really. She she kind of looks a little sad about it, but she's just like, oh well, like that that's yeah. that's rough. Yeah. Oh well, <laughs> I got uh, some I got some numbers. <laughs> uh yeah. And like I said, the final scene where 
with Tanya where she is where she takes uh, Nicolo's bag, goes into the bedroom. Quentin is trying to figure out what's going on, what's going on. Uh, and she's just lost it. And she comes out, she shoots Nicolo a few times. She shoots, she's just sh- like, I can't believe she actually hit anybody. <laughs> I can't either. I can't either. I think she accidentally shot Tom Hollander. I think so. Uh, and then oh, the other, man. the white haired curly guy, I like said, uh, and then there's one guy who ends up getting away. I can't remember his name. Yeah. Who she referred to as what's his name earlier yeah. in the episode. Uh, just also, she also had that hilarious scene where she spoke to the uh, the captain of the ship. These gays, they're trying to murder me. Yeah. Like, and then he's like, "Gay, I'm gay, I'm gay, I'm gay." <laughs> and she's like, "Oh man!" Oh, man. Uh, but yeah, it's just, it's just great. Like I said, and this, if we were giving out an MVP for the for the week, Jennifer Coolidge would have gotten it this oh, week. So, head child, yeah. But it was, it it's was so perfect, especially yeah. when you realize it's not what you're thinking. And I, I, the whole time, I was like, Mike White, you slide devil, yeah, you got us, man. He did, he did. Like I said, I, I don't know if you listened to the Prestige TV podcast where where um, Joanna Mallory and a friend of theirs named Starley they did like a a theory podcast. I didn't get through the whole thing but i didn't hear any theories on their podcast no, nothing like this about this yeah i had i yeah. had i heard no theories i will say this he was doing a little red herring where where mike white said you know uh he just yeah. planned to bring tanya uh jennifer coolidge back for every season can't do that anymore he he did he did play us on that one so do you think greg ends up getting caught Yes. Yeah, I do too. I think I don't. I don't even know if, if Portia has to say anything. I, I think she could, and I think she might. Yeah. But there's going to be so much. I mean, they're going to be having to go through. And I think Mateo may end up telling. Yeah, I think you may be right about that. I think he may because the, they'll 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 go back and question him, and there's going to be yeah. so they'll question him. They'll eventually track down the guy who jumps off the boat. So I, I think they'll eventually catch him uh, at some point. But I don't know if we'll ever get any actual full closure on that. So yeah. Uh, just really good stuff. Really good stuff. It uh, really was. Do we? Are we ready for awards? Have we discussed everything? I think, yeah. Let me go. Yeah, I think we're. I think we're ready for awards. I think so too. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over thirty thousand mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over six hundred dollars each week. You can also save up to one dollar off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So, we have wrapped up the second season of White Lotus. Whenever we wrap up a season of a show, we always do season awards. Our season awards are six awards based on the six characters of Friends. So, we will start with the Rachel. Who is your star of this second season of White Lotus? Man, I started filling this out beforehand. I did too. I I I think I've changed my mind. Yeah, I know. I kind of had to rearrange some stuff. So, uh, the Rachel... I'm going okay. They're going to be co's pretty much. It's hard not to with this. Yeah. I'm going Megan Fahey and Haley Lou Richardson because I think after this, these two have the biggest opportunity to expand their career and become big stars. Before this, I had Aubrey Plaza and Theo James, which I still think both of them are. This is going to be huge for both their careers. Mm. But I still think, like we mentioned, Megan Fahey was just a marvel she was. out of nowhere 
And Haley Lou Richardson was just incredible, too. I think these two, I'm going Haley and and Megan. I think they're going to have the biggest. They became the stars from this. Yeah, I think they became the stars. I think, though, the stars of this, though, are still Aubrey Plaza and Jennifer Coolidge in my book. Uh, okay, yeah. Just because they are, they are the most dynamic you're drawn to them yeah. just because of who they are and yeah, what they you. do. So that's the reason why I'm, I'm keeping those two as mine, Rachel. Uh, but I think you're correct. In t- if we were doing it, if we had a rising star, I think Megan Fahey takes it hands down in yeah, this. Yeah. Uh, she just, she really captures your attention a lot of times throughout the course yeah, of the season. So uh, your Joey, a character you just love. Who's your Joey? So I'm going Theo James, Aubrey Plaza and Michael Imperioli here. Okay. Why do you do Theo James here? That's interesting. I thought that was interesting. Well, I, I just thought, he, well, you know what? Never mind. I'm Because he's not going to be the Rachel. I'm taking him back. He's going to be later. I'm going Michael Imperioli and uh, Aubrey Plaza here. I thought they were, every time they were on screen, it was, it was, they were just so good. And Michael Imperioli gave us a different side of him we haven't seen in other roles. Yeah. And then good. Aubrey Plaza was just just incredible yeah she's good every time on the scene uh i went with Haley richardson as portia here this is where uh, i slotted her just because i liked yeah. her character a lot there were times where i thought she did some little bit of scummy things with with albie but for the most part yeah. i thought she was just a really fun cute likable character on screen uh so yeah. that's where i put her next is the chandler the person who made you laugh the most i think i know where we're going to go with this one so yeah well F. Murray Abraham, for sure. Yes. And then I, this is where I'm going to have Jennifer Coolidge. Since okay. There's Rachel. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. Both I went with F. Murray Abraham as Burt because he's just great. I mean, he's, he's just fantastic. Hilarious. Uh, hilarious. I, I didn't put Jennifer Coolidge here because I put her, obviously, I put her at the top. Yeah. I, I think it's, I didn't put her there just because she's, she does make me laugh a lot in this. But yeah. she became such a straight character for, throughout a, like mm-hmm. the last half of the season. I didn't put her there, but like I said, she does make you laugh. A lot of these people make you laugh, but F. Murray and Abraham, he had some of the best lines of the season. He did. He sure did. Uh, Next is the Phoebe, the oddball of the group. Who's your Phoebe? uh, It's got to be Will. Uh, You know, he was just an absolute weirdo. Yeah, he was. We still never fully figured him out. Yeah, you're correct about that. I actually, this is where I go with Megan Fahey as Daphne because, and I think this is what I'm sorry, Will Sharp is Ethan. Yeah, Will Sharp is Ethan. Yeah, this is the reason I put her. The reason I put her here is because she is just so. Mm -hmm. I don't know what's the word I'm looking for. Slithery. Uh, I mean, I don't know if that's the best way to describe it. I mean. You just never, you never truly know where you stand with her. Uh, you never know, like you don't know at the end if she sleeps with Ethan. You don't know if she is just pulling a long con on Cam here. You, you don't know. I mean, she is just that's what. But that's what makes her this performance so great. Is yeah, she can she can look at you and be so sweet and so like ditzy blonde type person, and then the next minute she has just this kind of like sinister undertone to what she's trying to do and what she's trying to pull off. Just like I said, I can't wait to see if she gets picked up for anything here soon coming up. Coming up so yeah. Uh, the Monica, a character that is important, but doesn't really fit necessarily some of the other stuff that we've talked about. Who's your Monica? So this is where I'm going Albie, Lucia, and Mia. Okay. 
Because I think all three of them kind of just, especially Lucia and Mia. Yeah, oh yeah. Like, Mm -hmm. they were involved in every storyline. And I think Albie was just so important. Yeah. Because, you know, he helped the growth of Dominic. And then he got with Portia at the end. And Mm -hmm. then, you know, he he helped uh, Mia achieve her dreams. Yeah, I went with the same three as well. I didn't go with Albie originally, but I'll go ahead and throw him in here as well. Yeah. Uh, just they're just really important characters, and they're fun characters. I, uh, I, they were they stole this they stole the show at, at multiple times throughout the course of this. Uh, give credit to the two Italian actresses. I had their names pulled up. Uh, and oh, uh, Beatrice Grano is Mia, and. Uh, uh, Simona Tabasco. Yeah, I, both of them are just fantastic. I mean, they're both attractive. They're both just completely dynamic on screen. They could end up going places as well after this. It wouldn't surprise me in the least. Oh, I think I think both of them have a good shot of doing something moving on. They're really good. Yeah, they really are. I was really impressed by them. All right, last is the Ross character that you don't like, not necessarily because of the performance, but it could be because of that's just the way the character is supposed to be. Who is your Ross for this? So this is where Theo James is going. Yeah, this, this is where Cameron and then Leo Woodall's Jack. They were just despicable characters, both of them. Yeah, I can put And her. they're both very handsome, so I hate handsome people. I also ended up putting uh, Will Sharp's Ethan in this. Uh, okay. Just because when he loses it here at the end, yeah, you're like, he's scary. what are you doing? You just are just... Because what's so interesting about this, at the beginning of this, you kind of hate Aubrey. Yeah. You kind of mean uh, Harper. You kind of hate Harper, played by Aubrey Plaza. And as it goes through the end, you kind of feel bad for Aubrey Plaza and you kind of hate Ethan at the end. And then they finally, yeah. they finally come to to some, uh, they kind of figure out their issues there at the end. But like I said, it was just great stuff from all of them. Yeah. And Cam James, I mean, Theo James as Cam is, he is just a slime ball. I mean, and, and so is, so is Jack. He's just a slime ball too. Mm-hmm. Just, and they did their, they did such a great job. They of did such, the characters. such a good job. All right, so here on the Main Attraction Podcast, we do a rating. We have a rating system here. We At the top of our list is Game of Thrones. Uh, just beneath Game of Thrones is a loss. Middle of the road for us is Friends. Beneath the Friends is Full House. And at the bottom of the barrel is a Baywatch. Uh, you had it at Game of Thrones. I'm assuming you're keeping it there? You dang right I am, man. <laughs> Michael, Mike White, you did it again, man. Yeah, I'm going ahead and pushing it up. Look, this is probably the way it's always going to be for me with this show. Yeah. Uh, just the way that it works. It's because I need to see the end before I can fully get it yeah. to a Game of Thrones. And he, when he pull, when you pull the finale finale off in this show, it is the way that you set it up, the way that you build towards it. That finale's got to hit. It just has to hit. And this one, both of them so far have just absolutely nailed it. There are very few water cooler shows left yeah very few a handful they're mostly on hbo yeah they are this is one of them Mm -hmm. this is a huge one he has a franchise this will this will go as long as he wants yeah i don't know why hbo just doesn't say hey how long do you want to do this right you know because he can i mean you're swapping that's what it's an anthology series so you're swapping the cast out every single time you could and you could bring people back from the first or second season yeah you could if they want to try a different white lotus so i I feel like he he will keep at least one or two characters i do too i I could maybe see aubrey plaza and uh will shark coming back for next season i could that's that feels kind of possibly the case. Yeah, you uh, could see you could see uh, the Steve Zahn, Connie Britton coming back. Yeah, you could see that. Mm-hmm. 
yeah, I could see that happening as well. Uh, so I'll now, be. Now, like, it would be interesting if somehow Jake Lacey and Alexander Daddario <laughs> were still together. That's true. That would be interesting. So, uh, but just such such a fantastic, fantastic yeah. show. So it is, man. It really is. Uh, I'm kind of still working on my top ten, and this might be in it. True, it might be. So, all right, but we will talk about that later on. In yes, the year, so. soon, soon. All right, uh, so before we sign off, though, this is our first episode of the week, so what recommendations do you have for our listeners? So I've got three, and it involves Peacock. Okay. Because I got Peacock this week. I finally gave in because Peacock is getting all the movies after from Universal right after they come out of the theater. Right. So I was like, I finally was like, I got to get this. So I watch Nope and Bros that just got to Peacock. I enjoy them both. Both Nope is the Jordan Peele horror thriller science fiction movie. Right. I don't want to give too much away. I really enjoyed it. Uh, I'm going to put that. Uh, Bros is the Billy Eichner, Judd Apatow romantic comedy. I really enjoyed that. I, I'm just going to tell some of you. There are some gay sex scenes, right. but they are, I'm just going to say, tastefully and hilariously done. If you don't <laughs> laugh at these scenes, something's wrong with you. I just want to warn you they are in there because I know how some people are. But they are enjoyable. And Billy Ogner is very funny, and he makes fun of himself quite a bit in this. No, does he? So it's, yeah, it's funny. And the third one is a movie that came out in 2021, and it's called Cop Shop. And it is uh, a action movie starring frank grillo as a uh like a a fixer for the mob who has stolen money and so he gets arrested (laughs) before because an assassin is after him and that assassin is gerard butler not really and gerard butler gets arrested for a dui so they're in jail together trying to kill each other and others are other killers are coming after both of them and it is just a crazy, wild action movie in a in a uh, in a jail, and it also involves a young cop uh, played by. Let me find her name because she was in Terminal Lift. She was one of the cops in Terminal Lift. She was also on Watchmen. She was the mother of, um, you know, the mother that was in the twenties. I think her character's name was Mother. Oh, okay, I can't remember, but I know who you're talking about. I, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. So, young lady, let me find her name. But it was really, really good. Al, uh, Alexis Louder is okay. her name. But uh, she was, re- you know, the 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 older Lou Gossett Jr.'s backstory. Remember, it was about him yeah. and his mm-hmm. mom. Right. She played the mother. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. Uh, so she is really good. She's this young cop that's in between uh, Frank Grillo and Gerard Butler as they try to kill each other. So okay. it's it's actually a wild ride. So. Uh, <laughs> well worth it so peacock i I have to say thumbs up so far all right so i've got three as well up first is the third season uh third and final season of his dark material started i've been kind of mixed had mixed reactions to the first two seasons i've really started watching this show to begin with because i kind of wanted to see james mcavoy just kind of be you know unhinged about yes. trying to like get rid of religion and i've been waiting for that and finally here in the third season we finally have that so oh, well good so i'm i'm kind of, i'm really enjoying this one a lot more uh, i will say this i've been struggled to see why i kind of knew that 
there's like, people who are devoutly religious hate this these books. They hate this show. And I was struggling to see. I didn't. I, I could tell you know it was critical of the church, but I didn't understand why they hated it so much. And this one, this season, like, oh, okay, I get it now. So if you start watching, you'll you'll, you'll see why. Uh, but yeah, I can come. Completely see why uh, yeah. devoutly religious people hate hate this. So, uh, another thing on HBO that, that I've went ahead and started watching. I've only watched two episodes so far. I've liked it so much. I uh, liked it so far at this point. Uh, that is industry. Uh, we've talked about possibly oh, watching. Yeah. It's good. I'll be interested if I keep interested in it just because it is a very very young cast these are all people who are probably who are portraying people in their young 20s uh yeah. so i'll be interested to see if i can if it's if it keeps my interest in it uh because it is a very young cast but uh the first couple episodes i've seen are really really good there's two seasons of it on hbo max and i do want to try to finish it up but um i've only gotten a couple seasons a couple episodes in so far uh the last one i've told you about this it's emily the criminal on netflix uh, if you want yes. some more aubrey plaza uh go watch this and look the reason you watch this is because of aubrey plaza i mean it's good yeah. uh but she just absolutely cooks on this yeah. on this movie it is a about an hour and a half netflix movie she's in just about every scene of the film and she just absolutely puts on a performance in this one it is just fantastic so all right, uh, real quick before we sign off, I do want to go kind of give some people a, some heads up uh, with our recording schedule because we're going to be covering some things later on this month that you might want to go ahead and start watching. Uh, we will be covering, well, one next week uh, when we do our, our episodes next week, we're going to be covering uh, Christmas Story Christmas. So if you haven't seen that on HBO Max, go check it out. We'll also be doing 8-Bit Christmas, which is also on HBO Max, so go check both of those out. We'll be covering those as kind of our Christmas thing. Uh, at the end of the month, we'll be doing a Patreon pick uh, for either She-Hulk or for All Mankind. So if you're one of our patrons, make sure you go to the site, put in your vote for whichever one that you want us to cover, and we will cover it at the end of the month. Uh, also, to start the year, we're going to be covering a show that's currently on Amazon Prime, and by the time we get to the end of the month, it will be over. A really good show, another one I would actually recommend, yeah, Three Pines. Yes, yes. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I can't wait to talk about that one, because the setup of it is just really good. It's mm -hmm. really interesting, and the way it's that they're doing it. Alfred Molina in a Louise Penny yeah. novels. And it's just, it's a it's a really, really good show. I can't wait to talk about it. So that's going to be a fun one. And then Jack Ryan will release on Amazon Prime, I think right around Christmas, if I'm not mistaken. They're releasing yeah. all eight episodes. Uh, so our plan is to discuss uh, that series as well. So it's kind of be catching up, staying caught up with us, and we will discuss all of those later on this month. So anything else you want to add before we sign off? I appreciate everyone joining us and Jennifer Coolidge. I'm so glad we got this time together. <laughs> you are correct. Uh, I would echo those same sentiments. And as always, until next time, may all of your entertainment dreams come true. <laughs>